Emil. How's it going? Great, man. How are you? Good. May 4th, 2022. And today actually felt like summer. It was warm today. It was warm today. And you know what? I love it. Absolutely. But you know, it's going to get cool again. I didn't know that. Yeah. For another week, but, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I kind of like this weather right here. I like that. We're going back and forth. I'm okay with a little bit of heat, a little bit of cool. Um, I'm not ready for 105 yet though. Yeah. You know, the last couple of years, I never complained during summer that it was really hot. Yeah. Why? Because I just like it. Like I don't like the cold. I don't know. I would rather complain about cold weather than complain about hot weather. Right. I mean, I, I lived in Scottsdale for 10 years. I yeah. think I've mentioned that before. And I never was upset when it was warm. And then I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico for several years. I absolutely hated the cold winters. Oh, really? Oh, it would get to, you know, I mean, sometimes it would get to 10 degrees. And then if there was wind chill, et cetera, I mean, the average winter day was still sunny, but it was 60 you know, 55, 60 degrees in the, in the sun and 29 degrees in the shade. The only time I don't like warm weather is when I have to dress. Let's say you go to a wedding, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know why people would get married outside in like July or August. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, why do you do that? Right. Get a room with air conditioning and more people will show up. You're going to get more presents, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think... Obviously, it's the ambiance, it's the uh, the backdrop, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's why they have the. You're supposed to not have it before five or six, but yeah, yeah, you don't have it at two in the afternoon. Right. I went to a um, mid afternoon wedding in like August. Okay. And not just me, but everybody was just like dripping. Yes. This yeah. isn't this isn't fun. And you can't it's not like you can wear a suit, right? I mean if you're we did. Oh that's great. We're wearing a jacket, maybe not a tie, but you know, yeah. long sleeve shirt, jacket, <clears throat> slacks, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't look that good. And you know the girls are miserable at the same time. Yeah. So I I agree with you. I don't know, but then again you can't have it in the middle of winter. Right. So you only have a few months out of the year. We are in wedding season right this minute. Right. But, uh, but that's I, what buildings are for, you know. Yeah, get married yeah. inside a building. Well, you're supposed to get married in a, in a, in a chapel, in a church, so to speak. Right. But um, if you're not that religious, then maybe you don't, and that's when you're stuck with outside. And where are you going to have it? The uh, VFW hall, right? I know. <laughs> and that's what scares me about Florida. Florida has all of the check boxes of what could be a good state to try to live in. You know, they've got yeah. a water surrounding it. It's got great fishing. It's got, mm-hmm. but it's humid, humid and, and hot. Big bugs and big bugs. Oh, yeah. and don't forget about alligators. Yeah, but I mean, when are you gonna? How many alligators are hurting people? We well, I mean, obviously, just watch where you walk at night. Right. So, but it's not where you walk. It's <laughs> if you live by a, a lagoon or something. Yeah, but I mean, of course, yes, and 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 all the wild animals out there. Obviously, you could say snakes too. Yeah, if you're if you're close enough to the uh, carry a gun. Yeah, sure. Well, you can open carry there. Well, I don't know if it's open carry, but it's very easy to get a concealed carry there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, very easy. I used to have a concealed carry. Where? Um, when I lived in Arizona and New Mexico. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You don't have one now. You know, I I thought many times about getting it. However, 
the cost of having it here is ridiculous. It's about 300, give or take 200 to 300 bucks a year um, for the permit. You get it every other, I think it's every two years, every three years. It's not cheap. They make it very inconvenient here. Um, You actually, you have to get registered with each weapon that you plan to carry as well. So like if you have five or six guns, let's just say I, and I don't have, you know, two, but um, you have to get registered with each one um, separately, which again, more money. And the other thing is, is people look at you weird. Um, I can speak to when I lived in Arizona, I used to carry a lot and you know, you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt and here are your guns hanging on your, you know, back, back hip or whatever. And people kind of look at you like, what do you got a gun for? And it's like, well, why not? Because <laughs> I pay 200 bucks to carry it. Right. So, you know, getting a concealed carry is fairly easy. You just go to a, <clears throat> some classes and prove that you're not going to kill anybody and randomly. And it's very good, actually. It teaches you a lot about how to how to handle gun and stuff. So, right. But yeah, I decided not to, you know, and, and mainly just like I said, because of the hassle of being in a in California, they're very, very, very strict. If you had a gun, let's say you're you've got the permit to carry one, mm-hmm. and you've got a gun, and you're at a bank making a deposit, and somebody comes in and wants to like rob the bank, mm-hmm. and he's showing his gun and threatening people, mm-hmm. would you shoot him? I you have to be careful with that because. Um, in case you miss, yeah, actually that is probably one of the biggest fears is that if you end up shooting somebody else in a situation like that, you could basically be in jail forever. Even though you're doing quote unquote the right thing and and so on. But even if you kill a robber or you disarm them or whatever, you could end up shooting. Somebody so why else. are you carrying a gun? I mean, that's a perfect time to use the gun, but you didn't. Yeah, self defense typically, I mean, is is the is the ideal thing, and it's typically more what they'll teach you is they'll teach you that the being loud, firm, and demanding or commanding with the idea of you know get away from me, shoot, you know, get down on the ground, um, just making those kind of commands will disarm the situation. Typically, you don't have to just start firing at people. In fact. You can't, you can't really, unless you're, unless you're in, if you're in a situation where there's an exit available to you to go out the back, you're actually not really, they're going to look at you and say, well, you could have ran out the back door instead of, you know, shooting. Right. And that is, that, that by law and stuff. What if that guy shoots like six people, kills six people, and then they come to you and say, wait a second, you were at the bank. We got you on video. Mm-hmm. You've got a concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. How come you didn't do anything? It's not it, It's not like they can get you for anything, for not not doing something. You, you get more in trouble for doing something than not doing something in this day and age. That's how bad the, the law has gotten. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. But, yeah, it's pretty easy to get a concealed carry in a lot of states, but not in not in California. And not in New York. I mean, you practically have to know the mayor to get one in New York. I mean, it's not so bad in our county, but other counties are very bad. I think I heard if you get a concealed carry in California, mm-hmm. it's good for 22 states. Um, that I don't know because the laws change a lot. Now I can tell you when I had mine. 
California was only good for California. Now the one I had for Arizona covered about 20 states. Um, and, and it's called reciprocity and it is available in like Utah. And, and then if you get like a Florida one, it adds like another 14 states. So between you can get two different ones and, um, it ends up covering like 38 or 40 states or something. But California at the time was, you had to get one for California just, and it was only good in California. Now, if you're traveling, can you put a gun in your check in bag? Um, you can't keep the, again, I'm going back 10 years since I've had one. So laws have changed um, quite a bit, but going back then you couldn't, you could put your, uh, you had to have a locked carrying case um, with an actual lock on it. And you could not keep the bullets in the same carrying case at the time. Um, they had to be in a separate, and that's just like, again, at the time in California, let's say for instance, if you, didn't have a concealed carry, you have to have your gun in a locked glove compartment with the bullets not in the gun. It can be next to it, but it can't be in the gun. Right. So um, there's just a lot of, you know, and the laws are changing dramatically on that on a daily basis. Because, I mean, I go back to the idea that my gun has the capabilities. I have a 40, 40 caliber that carries, I think it's 13 bullets in the magazine and one in the chamber. But, you know, there was a law in California that eliminated, or I shouldn't say eliminated, you were supposed to get rid of all your magazines that carried more than 10 bullets or or have your magazine modified to only carry 10 bullets. And then the last I had heard, there was, I think, a judge in San Diego that actually struck struck that down. And so I think it's, I don't know how the law necessarily works right now from the perspective of if you have a magazine with more than 10 bullets and you get caught or whatever, and the cop wants to be really strict, um, they could give you like a, I don't know if it's a misdemeanor or uh, some sort of fine or siding or whatever. So I don't really go any place with it. You know, it's just sitting at home for protection and you're sure shit. I ain't getting rid of 10. I ain't going to get rid of the other three bullets if I'm at home by myself. And right. I want the extra three bullets because, I mean, I'm not going out and robbing someplace. I mean, the reason they put that in place was just to, you know, the whole high-capacity magazine thing when when you're talking holding 45 bullets or something. It's ridiculous. Ten bullets, they're between 10 and 15 is nothing. Speaking of checking a gun into your bag, mm-hmm. last time we were doing this podcast, I think I said you should look into – going on this trip that I'm going on next week. Oh, Turks and Caicos. And you got one. Absolutely. I'm ready to go. I'm surprised you got uh, a room because they've been selling out every week. Well, maybe it was the last one. Maybe it was. I don't know, but it's what we're, it's eight, eight days. No, eight days from now. Eight days from now. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll be a good time. But I'm not sitting next to you on the plane because you're flying first class. I, I went ahead and <laughs> cashed in my points, bought points, agreed to wash the left wing of the plane <laughs> so I can get first class seats. Yeah. Big ball. You know, you know what it is? Can yeah. I tell you why I wanted first class seats? Okay. 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 First of all, I fly, uh, of course, 
this flight's going to be on American Airlines. Mm -hmm. But usually just a few states here and there all fly Southwest. And I've got a lot of points on Southwest because I use that card a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm on the A-list thing, so I'm the first 20 people on the plane. Yeah, real fancy. But it hasn't been working out because I like the exit row seats. Okay. And I kind of like the exit row seat where there's two next to each other with Mm -hmm. no seat next to the window. Right. Except I don't know what it is about me, and i got to figure this out. Only the big people want to sit next to me. <laughs> and I'm not talking like large. I'm talking like football players. Oh, like wow. The last time, I don't know where I was. I was flying back, and I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at, you know, maybe a, a little old Chinese lady. <laughs> you know, please sit next to me. Right. You know, uh skinny dude, somebody small, and somebody that looks like they will keep to their uh, property. Yes, you know? right. These people whose knees just go left <laughs> and right. It's like, dude, there's an invisible fence right here. Right, okay? right. Can you keep to your space? So, I don't know I don't know what I gotta do, but I'm like, I was telling somebody, maybe at the uh, gate, uh-huh. I'll approach a little like Japanese girl and say, here's forty dollars. <laughs> Sit next thing. And, and, and it's not like a pickup line. I'm right. Only the <laughs> She's gonna I think you're asking for a massage. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even talk to you. Here's forty dollars. Uh-huh. Uh oh, save your seat. Just sit there. Sit yeah. next to me. Be all prim and proper. I, I do try to get a girl to like notice, like, hey, I'm sitting over here. I need to market myself better as I'm sitting there. I don't Make know eye contact with a little girl. I don't, no, because then I look like a... <laughs> a person, you know? I don't know if I should be like thumbing through, uh, I don't know. I always I always put my backpack in the seat neck. In the, okay, so I always try to get the window seat, personally. Mm-hmm. And I try to make sure it's the window seat that where your shoulder is, is where the window is. Okay. Cause just cause you're in a window seat doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. Right, it could be eight inches in front of you. More. Yes. Right. So I try to get where the window sits right in the shoulder area and it gives me that ability to lean into the window a little bit more. And then what I'll do is I'll stick something in the middle seat and that way it looks like somebody's sitting there and hoping that everybody keeps going by and that, you know, the flight's not full. And, of course, if it's full at the last minute, then, you know, shit right. happens. Right. That's what happened to me. Like, I didn't have anything next to my seat, but the whole – everybody got on board. Who's the last guy? Like the, <laughs> the biggest guy. The quarterback for, you know, whatever football. I'm, I'm totally serious. If you like everybody up uh-huh. that was on that, this was the largest person. Oh, man. It's like, why? And this, and it's just not once. It right. happens all the time. Right. Why don't you get that seat right in front of the empty spot? Because then you can put your feet way out and you're in the window again. Yeah, it's not that. I do actually like that seat. I think the last time it was already occupied. Oh, okay. So the- See, I don't like the ones you're talking about because they don't lean back. And I know it's not like you're laying down in the seat or anything. I mean, but four inches is four inches. Right. Every man would take an extra four inches, by the way. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad leaning back because I think that I'm infringing on the person's. What? Why? I don't see why that's your problem when they're probably doing the same exact thing. I guess. And so, like, that's probably my biggest pet peeve with that seat, by the way, is it doesn't lean back. Because that is a great seat to have. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you're oh, and no masks. Right. I'm so excited. I was I was so stressed out about having to wear a mask on the plane because I don't. That's what five four hours, five hours, whatever the flight is. Yeah, that's a long time to be wearing a mask. And so. like thirty dollars in savings because when I have to go oh, test, huh? Testing. No, I buy a whole bunch of snacks at the... Uh, oh, so that way you're constantly eating. <laughs> <laughs> I gained a pound and a half in a two-hour flight. Cause well, now you're going to get free snacks. That's correct. Being upgraded. That's correct. So I had the... So I will tell you my one my one time I was in... Uh, did I tell you the story about the one time I flew first class to Hawaii? Yeah, I think you had problems coming back. Yeah, yeah, that was so disappointing because i got sick and all that but i mean it was so cool at first because they were we were the first people to get on and they sat down and while people everybody else is still getting on the plane they're serving you you know i think it was a mai tai or something it was oh my gosh and then it ended up blowing up in my face and not working out properly or whatever so hopefully we don't have that same problem with planes because i know they're having a lot of people reschedule their their flights and stuff. Now you heard about all that no. the canceling of flights. No, why? I don't know. I think it's a pilot shortage or, you know, basically staff shortage where they don't have enough people to fill, you know, have enough people to basically service all the planes. And so they're having to reschedule a lot of planes in the last few months. Oh, wow. So hopefully that doesn't work, work because we're doing uh, the red eye, which I've never flown red eye, by the way. Well, actually, the way I take that back, because I did fly on the red eye from Hawaii after my plane got canceled, but that wasn't intended. Right. So I'll be curious to see how we react, or my body reacts, like getting there at, what, 5 a.m. or something? You're going to need to try to sleep on the plane. That's so hard for me. Yeah. You just have to do it, because when you land, like, at 6 a.m. in Charlotte, mm-hmm. um it's 6 a.m. What is it? It's 3 a.m. here. Yeah. But now you're not going to sleep because now right. you've got to wait an hour, catch another flight, and blah, blah, blah. And when you get to the resort, you're going to be tired. And um, at that point, you're just going to be on adrenaline, though. And you're going to have to listen to me tell you, hey, you only have a week here. <laughs> Don't waste your time sleeping. There's all these activities to do. Um, I know. I'm kind of just looking. I'm kind of looking forward just to going and chilling, though. Like I'm not. I don't want to do too many things. It's all up to you. You I can know. you can be as chill as you want, or be as active as you want. But uh, yes, hopefully, as long as they have Wi-Fi, that's all. I'll be good. They do. Because I mean, I can, I'm still going to want to look at the markets and stuff. Yeah, we should do a podcast from there. From the beach. oh my gosh, that would be. <laughs> we can we can't carry all this crap there. No, no. I won't. We'll just tell people how it was when we came back. <laughs> we'll, we'll post some post some uh, uh, Instagram reels or something, right? Of our of our trip. So yeah, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, seven days. That's a long time. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we don't get bored and we get to the point where we don't want to come back. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like after a week, I'm ready. It's like okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready to go home. You miss home, like just the routine of being home. I think I think that's what it is. It's a yeah. routine. Yeah. And once it's broken up for a while, it's like, okay, something's wrong. That's what it is. It's not that you want to be home. It's just that you feel out of like rhythm. That's right. Um, because you can't do your quote unquote normal life when you're not in your in your normal surroundings. Right. 
Because that's how it felt when I went to Cabo, you know, last October was I was there for like, I think it was six days, six, seven days, whatever, six nights. And in by the last day or two, it was like, okay, I'm ready to come home just to be in my own bed. And, you know, you can only, I feel like you can only entertain in a way. I'm not, I'm not a big entertainer or like what are like socializer, mac, mac, maximum socializer kind of guy. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I need to be by myself for a while. Did, when you were in Cabo, did you feel like you had to entertain somebody? Um, no, no, definitely not there because I, I knew people there. Just a group dynamic, <clears throat> always having yes. to talk and yeah, things, right? yeah. I mean, I like I said, I I know I knew everybody on the trip. Well, not everybody initially, but by the time we were done, I definitely knew everybody. And there was like a about I think it was like ten or twelve of us. It was great, but then like I said, just just being in the rhythm of your own life, needing, you know, whether it be a day just to like clear your brain, right? Where you're not like drinking or eating or going somewhere right. or whatever, you know, you don't want to sit in a, <clears throat> you don't want to sit in a hotel room and be like, Oh, I'm going to hide out for a day. You know, you, when you're pl- somewhere else. How about, have you seen those cruises? They're like, you know, 120 day cruise. Yeah. Wouldn't have that be crazy? Them? I mean, you see basically most of the world. That, those I did see that because I was looking at those over um, over COVID time, mm-hmm. and they were doing some of them like six months for like five grand, maybe ten grand or something. It was, it was dirt cheap. I mean, I don't know if they end up. You know, the thing is, a lot of those cruises. I have, I have some people I knew that they bought a bunch of those cruises, not that one particular one, right? But then. You know, they were made for like they bought them, let's say, summer of 2020 and they were supposed to go in 2021. Well, then all the cruises were still shut down. So they canceled a whole bunch of them. And when my client, I had a client that was doing it. He's a big cruise guy. And he said, yeah, he's like, we we already had like two two cruises canceled. And then when they went to go back and book them, they had to book them for like a higher price. So they were trying to give away. They were trying to pre-book a ton of those trips. Um, it, you know, during the pandemic and, and they were giving away the farm, like, you know, all the alcohol you can drink, like three free nights upgraded to the sweets, you know, et cetera, et cetera, for the price of, you know, like a normal everyday cruise. I saw one, one of these, you know, six month cruises or whatever mm-hmm. with <clears throat> really nice room. Mm-hmm. You have your own butler. Blah, blah, oh blah. my gosh. It was a hundred and like $30,000. Hmm. Yeah. But wow. That's insane. That's insane. But you I know what? It would get boring. I mean, I've been right. on a week-long cruise, and it's like, okay, what am I going to do now? You know? Right. I guess if you're stopping at ports all over the world, it could be interesting. Sure. But, man, if you're spending 130000 on the cruise, you can going to spend money at the ports, too. Of course. you got to win the lottery to go on. Is it really that much? 20000 a month? If you get the nice room, wow, that's insane. Yeah, Yeah, at that rate, I don't know. It's that seems a little outrageous. Yeah, but uh, I'm speaking of that. My parents are actually going on a cruise from New York to the UK on the Queen Mary in I think it's June or July. I can't remember now for for seven days, Mm -hmm. and then they're there. They're going to be in the UK for like another seven or nine days. But yeah. that's how long evidently, you know, and it's not 
they don't stop any ports because, I mean, New York to the UK is a straight shot. Right. But I guess they don't, they're not, you know, they're not, they're just cruising. They're not actually like trying to get there, so to speak. Because, I mean, it doesn't take seven days okay. normally on a boat to get there. They just go at like a cruising pace. Right. But seven days does seem like a lot to be on a, and I don't know. I mean, it's, and they say those cruise lines nowadays, they're like hotels. And it is. I've never been on a cruise. Well, your choices are to eat, drink, gamble, and um, they'll, they'll have shows and stuff at mm-hmm. night. Right. That's but why I don't want to gamble. I mean, I can gamble uh, here at home. Right. I mean, why am I going to go on a boat just to gamble? I mean, you know, do they like reading? I'm sure they don't. Oh, they don't. They're not readers. Well, I mean, like they're going to sit on the sit in the in the room and read. No, they they get a lounge chair by the pool and can look at the ocean, read a book. That's that's all you can do. To, yeah, you know. Well, I guess if you're, I guess unless you go on one of those ones where they have like theaters and big old slides for the pool and 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 the golf on the top of the you know the top of the smokestacks (laughs) but i'm sure all that stuff is extra cost too no you know i went on a three-night cruise Uh with my family back in january and they have the little miniature golf thing oh they did yeah i mean it's free you just pick up your putter thing but i mean it's good once. Well, no, well, see, I was thinking the one where you hit the golf balls in the water. Oh, I see. Those, those probably, those, those, those are what I'm saying, because I'm sure the golf balls are free. You know, they should make those golf balls out of something that will become fish food. I think they do. They're, they're, oh, really? they're biodegradable. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't let them let you hit like normal golf balls. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm there. I have to actually dog sit for two. I was told the other day it's. It's 17 days, I think it is, which is torture. Before <laughs> you the dog sit? Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Do you, you yeah, Have you had pets? Or you don't have, I mean, you don't have any now, but have you? In my life, yeah. Okay, what have you had? I've had a dog or okay. two uh-huh. and a cat or two or three. You're like, I don't remember them? No, I remember them very well. <laughs> You're like, or two or three. No, the thing is, you know, like. I want one time I had one cat and okay. maybe eight years later I had two cats. I feel like cats are just worthless. No, they're the best. No, I'm sorry. I just, I can't do a cat. Like I had one cat we tried to have for maybe six months and I'm like, well, this is worthless. Get rid of what it. What do you want? You want him to like, uh, I mean, look at your laundry. But, well, sh- I mean, it, what's a dog do? I mean, a dog you can play with, like run around with. Uh, go pick up dog crap. Hey, well, let's go for a walk. Sure. I mean, yes, of crap. course, a dog is more high maintenance than a cat. But literally, a cat just eats, sleeps, and shits, and licks itself. By the way, not well, that not that if we couldn't sit at home and do that. Don't, my dogs don't. I mean, sure, but I mean, they are, they also like listen. They they have actual personalities that will they'll listen to you. They, um, you can tell them to sit and roll around and play fetch with them and wrestle with them. Cats don't let you do that crap. All of the cats I've ever had, I could tell them to sit. I could tell them to go to another room. I could tell them anything. Bull. Like, you could, you could say, yeah, you're right. You could say that, but they actually listen. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, see, that's what I mean. The, and the only thing I know a cat'll do is it'll come. You can say, "Come here," and when you're shaking a friggin' food thing, that's about the only time that they're gonna right. listen to you. Right. They're, they're easier. A dog. Of course they know, are. A dog's gonna come up to you and say, like, "Oh, play with me. Uh, pet me." Yeah. Let's go outside. True. True. Let, let me scratch up your furniture. <laughs> that is a pain in the ass. Whatever. I mean, I think this is a argument since the creation <laughs> of pets. Right. Yeah, dogs got, versus cats. Yeah, you've got dog people, you've got uh, cat people. Yeah, I think, I think uh, dog people tend to be more loving. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just messing. I don't even know. I'm sure I know. I I can just imagine some people out there listening to this and going, "Whatever, dude. You don't know what I'm talking. What you're talking about? Do you know what I wanted to ask you? What's that? Do you watch? Um, you watch TV? Of course. Yeah. Have you seen that show? Um, it's like my lottery dream house or my lottery dream home. I mean, they have all those fixer upper things, no, like a house okay. thing. Okay. So this one is. It's a show where somebody wins the lottery. Okay. And then this guy, the host of the show, goes to wherever these people want to buy a house mm -hmm. and basically becomes their realtor for them. Oh. You know, it's already pre-done where they're going to go see three houses. Okay. And pick one. Okay. But, I mean, okay, so this isn't interesting at all because these people, it's like, okay, they won a scratcher. Oh, I won six hundred thousand mm dollars. -hmm. So the host goes, "Oh, how exciting! Uh, what are you going to do with all that money? Oh you know, yeah, oh, all that money. Okay, I'll tell you what they're going to do. <laughs> Half of it went to taxes. We're down That's to three hundred thousand. Right. That's right. They had bills up the butt. Yeah. Now we're up to one hundred and fifty. Yep. And then when he goes, so what kind of a house do you want? How big? Oh, we're thinking about a two bedroom." It's like, I don't want to see this show. <laughs> I don't want to see a two-bedroom uh, It's like house. a trailer, trailer park. Yeah. I want give me somebody who won $400 million. Right. So the show, literally, that's all they want? I am telling you, I, I, out of maybe 30 houses I've seen on the show, uh -huh. three have been interesting. Every, every other so house is what, like a, Why do you watch it? I get to know. <laughs> You're waiting for the one... That they're no, like, no, because oh, finally a house I would live in. No, I'll tell you, as soon as they say I won, you know, a million, I'm yeah. like, okay, this is going to be garbage. Because nobody's got, like I said, after taxes, they've got half of it. Right. Then, you know, they're paying bills and they're going to blow the whole thing on a house. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's watch a three-bedroom, two-bath house in a subdivision. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I have, in my job, I have seen people that, for better or for worse, they inherit money or somebody left it or they got a settlement or, you know, things like that where they get a bulk amount of money. And they definitely pretend, and I say pretend because they're not used to living that lifestyle. They pretend as though it's a, a, a lot of money and they can't quite wrap their brain around. If you just don't spend it, it'll become a lot more in the future if you invest it and let it go because they have a tendency to want to go out and buy two new cars, buy new clothes, go on trips. And it's like, those are all fleeting immediate type of things, but they're not going to last, you know, as far as in the long run, you're going to run out of money before you know it. Yeah. We've heard all of those, uh, 
people who won the lottery and went broke stories. Yeah. So they literally. So this show, what show is what channel is this show on? It's on like HGTV. It is. Yeah, it's one of those uh, same same channel that shows maybe the uh, home fixer upper. Yeah. Yeah. And Who thought of that? And I and I make sure you even wonder if it's even because you know all the reality stuff they you see scandal. My house fell apart six months after oh, they flipped it. And, right, right. And you know these houses are junk once you get in you know behind the scenes. It makes you wonder if that's even if any of that stuff's even reality. I think that uh, a lot of which is funny because it's called reality are, TV. <laughs> a lot of these fix up homes. Yeah. They do kind of put lipstick on a pig. Right. And unless you do it right, yeah, it will show its weakness sometime down the road. That's kind of like houses right now. I mean, houses right now, you people are trying to get an arm and a leg for lipstick on a pig. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. The market's starting to crack, though. You think so? I mean, 5.5% mortgages this week. Uh, several people I spoke to just... Yesterday, day before, every house they had, they can't believe the offers they're getting. Well, I think panic is setting in for the higher rates. And what you're seeing now, I actually just got an email today from our, we have a uh, mortgage arm of our uh, company. And what they're, what they're saying now is that people are, they're starting to push the, like, one of those, um, like six year or five year arms with a six months, whatever, where it resets the interest rate every six months or whatever. And they're really pushing those because the interest rate on those are like 3.75. And so they're trying to scooch everybody, you know, because people are looking at five and a half and go, oh my gosh, I can't afford that in a house anymore. So they're really pushing the variables now, you know, the, where it locks in for well, five years. Welcome to 2006 again. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, like I told somebody the other day, because um, I think I mentioned that somebody we know that does mortgages was posting stuff with, like, no money down. Um, oh, I just read where today uh, California has a program where you can get – you can actually get a 0% interest loan on your down payment, on your down payment. Hold on. You get a 0% interest loan on your down payment. Yeah. So if you don't have the down payment, you can borrow it at a 0% interest. But in order to qualify, you have to have something like you have to be below like 80, 80% below the average household income in the county. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to buy a $400,000 house and you only make $40,000 a year. Uh, that doesn't math out. You know, so all that's left that isn't hasn't jumped in is the pickup payment. That's the only thing, and it will be back in two thousand five, six, seven again. Yeah. So I don't know. It's crazy. House prices are up thirty five percent since the beginning of the, you know in two years. Yeah. No, it's crazy, <laughs> crazy out there. Um, there was a house that I was looking at listing for a client, mm-hmm. and um, so when I met with the client, they were expecting the house to. You know, list or sell for five hundred thousand. Okay. And I showed them the paperwork that I'm actually expecting it to be about five sixty seven to five seventy two. Oh, more than that. And he's like, "What? Are you kidding?" I'm like, "No." Of course, uh, they chose to call another realtor who 
Why? I don't know. Because they probably promised them six hundred thousand. No, actually, guess what? It's pending at five seventy-two. Oh, you hit it right on the nail. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, that's so, too, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but you know, so here this person is thinking five hundred, and yeah, you, and we get what twenty percent, like fifteen percent, fifteen percent more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's all over. And but going back to that uh, lipstick on a pig thing. So many houses, these are houses that were built in the 50s or 60s right. that I go into. I have this thing where I can tell the floor is at level. Mm, your mean, balance is that good? Yeah, almost immediately. Yeah. And, man, if it's not level, you know you've got either termite problems, mm-hmm. you've got foundation settlement, mm-hmm. or you got dry rot. Right. And it's like, so if, if you're buying a house that's been flipped, Okay. Hey, you know what? Maybe they restained the wood floors, or maybe they just threw carpet on there, and it looks pretty. Right. But if you crawl under the house, or you remove the flooring and and look at the floor framing, you're going to see you've got all this damaged wood. So. Well, that's why you get a home inspection, no? Yeah. 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 But it it's amazing that people that are flipping these homes, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's on the shows or whatever. Right. It's like they don't take that extra step. Well, because, I mean, I, I imagine, I could be wrong, but this is in your area, but I imagine the cost to repair or replace a floor has to dramatically increase or decrease your profits. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah. Unless I do it. That's why I'm the <laughs> poorest contractor. You are cheap. The poorest contractor in California. I know. But um, if you need a cheap contractor, call <laughs> me. Yeah, actually, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so this all, I don't know, started from that lottery show yeah. that, that I was talking yeah. about. But those, I've seen a lot of those shows, and, and I have read a number of, they've come out with a number of, you know, post interviews of the people who end up on those shows. And they do say that stuff starts falling apart six months later because they're, they're just masking it over temporarily to get through the production, et cetera, cetera, or using cheap items, you know, et cetera. So, I mean, I, I would probably not prefer to have be a part of that show. if That's the kind of stuff you're getting done. And you know what I think about? Sometimes I'll see, um, you know, one of these shows that contractors like telling them, "Oh yeah, to do this and this and this room, it's going to be uh, twelve thousand. And I'm thinking, "There's no way." <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm a cheap contractor. I wouldn't touch it for less than twenty. Oh. So then I'm thinking, maybe on these shows, they don't really look at profit of the contractor. Maybe it's just a sure. cost, right? Just so that because let's say they're flipping the house, right? They want to show a profit. Oh, sure. look, we bought a house for four hundred and we sold it for six and we made a hundred thousand, right? Right. But you know, I wonder. I wonder about all of the uh, background uh, financial stuff and who actually makes. Well, it you don't profit. know how much. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know the quality of product. They may just be you know flipping a cheap sink in there. Or, Right. You know, fifty cent tile on the on the countertops and stuff like that. But right. I mean, it it can vary. I mean, as you're finding out with your your current build, I think you're doing one over the Bay Area that's astronomical. <laughs> you yeah. can go crazy. It can it can get crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just can't. I just I just can't believe that the cost of things nowadays, and mostly here in California, the land um, and the permits. Just to just to build something is 
how to, how to, I don't even understand how people can make any money. You know, permits are dumb. Um, not dumb, but the price you pay for a permit. Yeah. The other day, uh, I was at a gathering for somebody who's going to run for city council. Okay. And so there were current and ex city council members and other, you know, knowledgeable people of the community. Mm -hmm. And one of the topics that came up is affordable housing. We don't have affordable housing. Sure. And I didn't have the opportunity to say it, but Mm -hmm. my mind wanted to say, well, one of your problems is your building permit. Mm-hmm. If it costs $55,000 for a building permit, that's the most expensive component other than the, the land, land, the land yeah. for the house. Right. So if you want to make affordable housing, right. you got to kind of bring down, and I don't know if they have programs. I, I, I don't know. But what programs we mean? Maybe the city will say, oh, you know what? If you're going to do a two bedroom, two bedroom. Well, no, because obviously that's not the case. Because otherwise, why wouldn't there be more subdivisions being built? Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, when, and then of course you have all the infrastructure that has to be built too. Um, but uh, when you're talking $55,000, even if it was 50, um, you know, and you want to build 100 homes. I mean, you got five and a half million wrapped up before you even right. put a nail in a in a piece of wood. Right. That's why you, there is no affordable housing. And right. now with That's the right. price of everything, it's just it's just tough. Well, and it really boils down to the idea, you know, I understand they got to pay for all the stupid stuff they done with. Um, and I'm not a union guy because I mean, I just think unions end up siphoning off more money than what they actually benefit the employees, but. That's government. That's the way government works. Is you get a government job and and you know you get a union pension for us your life. But the reality is, is that they're they can't the the union the way the pension system was built, it's so disjointed from reality because interest rates have been so low for so long, they can't pay out the promises that they were they were originally designed with 30, 40, 50 years ago, and so. Ultimately, what happens is you have somebody who retires and they can't replace that job. And so now you have like one person working for three people that are in retirement. And so they're trying to fill those whole, fill that void by charging all these extra fees and regulations and, and just junk. You know, I mean, why is it that when I lived in New Mexico, registration for your car was like $50 a year. And here I have a six year old car. Then I'm paying three hundred dollars for. It. Right. Why is it five times as much? It doesn't. It shouldn't be six times. Whatever. It shouldn't be that much more. Um, you know. But they're trying to fill all these gaps and and holes and all the government supported systems that are in place. I mean, from you know, you name it, from pensions to um, all the called entitlements as they call yeah, them. The medical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. And yeah. So they. That's how they feel like they, they're trying to fill the void is by charging fees. Well, and, you know, there was somebody that was going to run for mayor here in Modesto. Mm-hmm. He voiced his concern with this uh, pension problem mm-hmm. because it's just like you can't retire 10 people, you know, and, and the first one that retired still isn't dead. Right. And so you got to pay, you know, their last year. They live, they live longer, they live longer in retirement than they do right. in the workforce. Now, I don't know if what I'm about to say is common in many communities, mm-hmm. but in this community, 
there's a lot of people who work for the city, state, county. Sure. So if you're going to say, we'd like to kind of change this pension retirement thing for public employees, you're not going to get elected because Correct. most of the people in the community, you know, right. want that. Right. And I mean, there should be, I'm not like, I'm not opposed to it, but you have to change the math so that it all coordinates. And that's the problem is the systems haven't kept up with the design of the pension system. Um, I was reading not too long ago that FedEx actually, I think it was January of 2020 or 2021. I can't remember. Anybody hired after that date no longer is on FedEx pension systems. Oh, They are now re- re- relegated to the typical 401k type system. Now they will match. And I want to say their match is um, higher than average. I think it's around 8% or 9% of your salary every year. But they're even realizing, hey, look, the pension system's broken. We can't, because ultimately what happens, and a lot of people don't know, is that the pension system's designed with, to, to produce a certain amount of return on the money that's kept in the pension system. And at the same time, they have to keep a certain amount of money in the pension system. And they can't put it all in risky assets. So when you're getting 30 cents in the bank for a do- you know for your $100 in the bank, that's what they have to do. They have to put a certain amount in a fixed bucket of, of um, investment bucket and they're not interest rates are not what they once were when the system was originally designed. And so the system is broken from the pension perspective. The program itself is fine. Yes, we'd like to keep you know paying people in retirement and providing health benefits, et cetera. That's not the problem. It's how much does the employee need to put in to support the system. And that's where it's broken. But I mean, I'm not going to fix it. And I'm, and like you said, there's too many people that are involved in the system that they really don't know anything other than I'm going to work. And at the end, when I'm done, I'm going to get money for the rest of my life. Right. They don't, they're not really concerned about how does it work and why doesn't it work and right. et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, I heard a story. I don't know if all of them are like that, but like, the last year you work, that's what your pension is based on. Or maybe the last, it's usually like two, last two or three. They average yeah. it. So you work your butt off, you get overtime, blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's something that should be kind of fixed. Yeah. And ultimately, maybe what you get for your pension should be based on cost of living, not what you used to make. Yeah. I mean,. I don't know that there's a right or a wrong system and how they would go about equating that because everybody's going to have their own opinion, right? Right. Um, they're going to say, well, how come I'm not making as much as I was 10 years ago? Um, working. <laughs> right, because you're not working or working as much, right? I mean, if you lower your hours or whatever um, as well. But yeah, I, that's a system that I just, I've never been a part of. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to jot down a note for us to talk about something else on another podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, and I don't even know if this is serious because I see it like on social media here and there, Mm -hmm. but paying off people's student loans. Oh my God. So you know what? Let's do that. So I'm going to do a little research. Okay. You do it because I think it'd be an interesting one to talk about. Absolutely. I'm, I mean, especially considering it's so um, top of the mind right now when Biden's basically trying to uh, forego a bunch of student debt, but 
Anyways, we're almost out of time, buddy. Okay. Well, it was... Uh, well, we're going to have a lot more to talk about when it comes to uh, oh, our yeah. next podcast with yeah, uh, we got the, Turks and Caicos. So I can't wait to talk more about that. That's right. But uh, anyways, why don't you take and, us out? And you know what, what happens there stays there. So <laughs> Well, that's not necessarily true. But it's not that. It's not that. It's not hedonism, thank God. Right. Um, All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll uh, see you or talk to you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Bye.